unless we're willing to look at ourselves and look at where we can improve and what our strengths and weaknesses are, and unless we're willing to ask good questions and let our guard down, right, and be self-aware, it's really hard to get anywhere. And so that's what I think about when I think about a good leader. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. I'm Jan. And I'm Erin. We're best friends, mother and daughter, rural entrepreneurs, and business partners of over two decades. Over 23 years ago, we jumped into the world of entrepreneurship in search of our big purpose. Three years ago, our hard work paid off when we launched an international print magazine, Trailblazer, and business membership. Through these, we have one mission, to empower rural women by helping them build successful businesses, all while cultivating the rural lifestyles they love. So through guest interviews and shows with just the two of us, we'll be chatting about topics like growth mindset, intuition, entrepreneurship, grit, resilience, and so much more. We're going to equip you with the know-how to navigate the sometimes murky waters of entrepreneurship. So whether you're rural, rural-hearted, or intrigued by the rural way of life, get ready to challenge yourself while learning from our experiences and other rural entrepreneurs as we explore the endless opportunities that lie ahead. Together, we can create something extraordinary. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. Welcome to the podcast today, man. We just got off uh, an invigorating, fast-moving conversation with Allie Robbins, who is a business and marketing coach. She brought the energy. I still have some goosebumps, and I know you're processing some of what she said as well. So here's a little bit about Allie. She's a business and marketing coach for agriculture and rural businesses, and she believes that running a business is hard, but it doesn't have to be as hard as you think. Getting in the room with those who are also doing big things allows you to open your mind and heart to seeing what's possible. So we went down the The rabbit hole of (laughs) of leadership. Yeah, and leadership is a word that's bandied about often, and it's just one of those words, what does it actually mean? And so we really talked about it. And it turns out that self-awareness, vulnerability, yeah, there are some really key things that are within our control, within our responsibility, within our ability to activate. And she also had a fascinating way of talking about leadership outside of the business world. So whether you have a business or not. It's how to have leadership within your life as a mother, as a sister, as a partner, or as a business owner. And so those elements that she described are actually just their skill sets that if you can learn how to take them into your own life, you can be a natural leader and go and do the things. Absolutely. And Allie is a real strong supporter of having a growth mindset. And we talked about what that is as opposed to a fixed mindset. And how that will allow you to open the door to achieving the goals, the dreams, the plans that you have. So it's just a really awesome conversation and you are going to love it too. Yes. We'll stop talking. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) We're so stoked to have you because we're getting to know you in a lot of different capacities. Article for the magazine. You're coming into our membership soon, but... We are just really excited to find out more about you today. So why don't you give us your version of what an introduction to you are you, Allie? <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me come on your podcast, for letting me submit my article in the magazine. I, I just am honored because 
I never thought I would ever be in a magazine. And, and it's just fun to be able to bring my perspective of business, rural business to, to you guys, to your audience. And I'm just really excited to dive in. A little bit about me. I grew up in Western Montana on a ranch. I've always been involved in agriculture my entire life. I actually went to school to be a rangeland specialist. I didn't really know what I wanted to be, but I asked my dad, dad, what can I do that makes a lot of money and I can be outside every day? And so I ended up being a rangeland specialist and I worked for the government here. It's called the NRCS. I work as a rangeland specialist for about two years before I decided that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I loved working with farmers and ranchers, but the, the NRCS and I think the government just, they just naturally have a ceiling that you're under. And so that being a type eight Enneagram, that really bugged me because I'm just a go-getter. And so I started my side hustle called Snowy Mountain Marketing with not really any intention of taking it full time. But after I started to realize what was possible in my life and in my business, oh my gosh, my dreams just exploded. And I took the plunge and I went full time in my business. And that's when things started to spiral. I started out building websites for clients. Uh, that was my main thing. That's what I was known for. And I spent two years really trying to build that business and become known for that. And then I dove into business coaching, which is what I do now, along with we still have, I still have the website development company. I have a team that takes care of that. But I love being able to help my clients now be able to profit more for one. That's a big thing I'm about, along with just setting the foundations in their business so it's sustainable and so we don't burn out. As we know, business can consume us. And if we aren't self-aware, if we don't incorporate that leadership skill that's required, it's really hard to it's hard to grow a business. And Turns out your mindset determines how successful your business is. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I, and it, it's really exciting because, I, like I said, I wasn't expecting that. When I started my business, I thought, okay, let's get straight to the money-making part. Let's, let's get straight to the strategies and the facts. Yeah. And pretty soon I found myself really looking in the mirror and being like, oh my gosh, do I have a lot of work to do on myself? And it was a little bit scary, but I'm, and I believe that's where we all get to, right? In our businesses and pretty soon we have to decide, are we going to go down this route? Or are we going to just stay where we are? It's a tough decision and I don't judge anybody on if they don't want to, you know, go down that because it's hard. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. And but that's a little bit about me. So, yeah, I work with my clients on their business and a lot on them right in their mindset. Yeah. OK. Oh, man, we're, we tick the boxes yeah, on so many that. things that you <laughs> The said. listeners can't yeah. see us, but we're um, nodding our heads because yeah. so much of what you yeah. are talking about, we also talk about, and we, we say that about business. We said, we say like the whole journey of entrepreneurship, just committing yourself to, to growing a business is really a way of saying, I'm going to discover who I am, whether I like it or not. Like it's been the biggest self-development journey for us. Ever. Yeah. And I think the other thing that we said, have said too, is that, We've always had big dreams, but we had to grow into the women capable of carrying those dreams forward. And we did not realize that we had maybe some mindset shifts to make. <laughs> but I think I think sometimes we think that business is as simple as setting some big goals and then get a few strategies and processes yeah. into place and yeah. bang, I'm going to be an overnight success. But Boy, if your inner workings, your mind and how you look at things, your perspective and 
your languaging, your communication, what you say to yourself, what you say to others, if that doesn't line up, and I'm sure we're going to get into that here, then that bus does not move out of the station very quickly. It, it can stall. And I'm just wondering, when you had your website business before the coaching, did you have any bumps and grinds there that really were like, ah, that's... Oh, this is how it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like when I first started my website business, I actually started out doing like several different things. I was doing social media websites, like Google ads, Facebook ads, and I did all the things and I wasn't getting anywhere. And the imposter syndrome kicked in. I'm like, well, I mean, after all, I'm a regional ad specialist. Who am I to be starting this business? Because at, at that time, I really did want to help, you know, small and local businesses grow using the online world because that's where we're at today. And so that was where I really started. And then I wasn't getting anywhere. And so I actually joined a group coaching program. And because the coach told me, she's, if you do what I say, you're going to land $50,000 and you'll be able to quit your job if that's something you want to do. And like I said, I wasn't necessarily wanting to quit my job, but I definitely wanted to land some clients. Like I was tired of not landing clients. And so then I got into this group coaching program thinking, okay, this is going to be the ticket. I'm going to know all the strategies, all the tactics. And pretty soon I really started to learn about myself and I started to learn, oh my gosh, I have such a fixed mindset. I have such a scarcity mindset. I didn't even know what mindset was. Like I didn't know that was a thing. And so as I started to dive into this, I really started to learn that I have to become this person in order to grow this thing I want. And I don't know if you guys ever have ever heard of Myron Golden, but he's a big entrepreneur here in the States. And the way he describes it is it's not hard to grow a business. It's hard to become the person who's willing to do it. And that's, that is so true. And so I started to grow this. So I narrowed down back up. I narrowed down to just websites because that's what you got to do. You got to narrow down your services. You can't be everything to everyone. And I started to land consistent clients and I really started to understand, wow, I have a lot of imposter syndrome as well. Like I would land a client and I would do the website for them and I would get really insecure because I was like, oh, I hope they like it or I hope I did a good job. Or if somebody said, no, thanks, I don't want to buy your services. I made it like something about me and so many different mindsets and insecurities and imposter syndrome and wow it just was like it slapped me in the face like you've got so much work to do and that's just a part of business I didn't realize that and you start to look at some of the successful business owners out there and some of the business owners who just seem to stay in that struggle bus and there's always something they're always putting out fires and it always goes back to their mindset and who they are and, and if they're willing to step into this leadership role that is required to grow the business that they want. And you ladies totally understand, right? You've grown this successful magazine business and you're just like, what? it takes a lot out of you. And if you're not yeah. willing to rumble with that vulnerability and step into courage, it's so hard. And I wish I wanted, I wish I could say you don't have to go there, but you just do. And the sooner you do, the sooner you do, the sooner you're going to step into it's like it's transformed my life. Like it's completely transformed and the trajectory of my life and my business. And I'm so glad I decided to do it. Like I said, I'm a type eight Enneagram. We do not like vulnerability. And so this was so hard for me. 
But ever since I have, my marriage has gotten better. My relationships have gotten better. I've set better boundaries in my life. My business has obviously grown. And my whole life is so much better. And it's not just about the business. It's also about you. It's about you and your life and who you are. And that's that's honestly where I I love that now. And it's, like I said, I did it at first, but it's so fun to just be able to dig into the person behind the business and empower them to step into this leadership role because they can do it. They can do anything they want. And once they get that growth mindset and abundance mindset, they'll the ideas start to explode. And then not only does it help grow their business, it helps grow the community. It helps grow their lives and they make more money. And so that's, yeah, that's totally, I went on a tangent there, but. That's good. And I love your energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I would really like to unpack what a leadership mindset sounds like, looks like, acts like, because I think it's one of those things. Some people are just like, gloss over it yeah leadership because we we all have a certain connotation association what what leadership is so tell us about the kind of leadership that you're talking that you grew within yourself and what you help your clients step into because i'm sure there's a lot of active types of behaviors that have to go with leadership it's not something we can just think about so Yeah, let me back up a little bit. So like I said, I started to grow this website business and I have a team of five under me. And I don't know whoever's listening, right? Like maybe you've had a really good leader in your life, like a really good boss. And you're like, wow, like how how are they so awesome? And then we have some of those leaders who are like, you are the worst leader ever. Like I've had a boss one time that I just was like, how did you get this position? Like you are... He's a great person, but man, he's not a good leader. And going through those different times of my life and then getting to a point in my old business where I'm like, okay, I've got a team of five and I have no idea how to lead these people. I remember being in a team meeting one time and I just was so insecure because I'm like, I don't know how to lead these people. And I really want, I want to keep around. I don't want to be the reason why they leave. Because that's usually what it comes down to is the leadership. And so I finally looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, God, I've got to figure out what it means to be a leader. And so I was kind of on the hunt to figure this out for myself, for my energetic type and my type Enneagram. I wanted to be the leader that I wanted to be, that I was confident and comfortable with. Because like you said, it's easy to say, oh, leader, you got to be a leader. Like we had leadership trainings and stuff at my job and it like it didn't mean anything to me. And and it's just weird because it's almost like God placed this training right in front of me at this exact time. So a Facebook ad popped up on my Facebook and it was Brene Brown's Dare to Lead training. Of course, it wasn't her doing the training. It was somebody facilitating it. And it was right here in my hometown of Loosetown. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I attended the training and that that was the training that just changed my life and helped me understand what it meant to finally be a good leader because you know when you're the business owner or you're the boss you feel like you have to know all the answers you feel like you have to do everything correctly say the right things and it's a lot of pressure and so I was feeling that pressure and I was feeling that lack of leadership so I got into this training and it was a two-day training and it just blew me away so For those of you who don't know who Brene Brown is, she is a researcher, also an entrepreneur, but she researches emotions. And so it's very interesting to me that like the way she put this together, it's just like 
any business, any company, any organization could use this because it's not like a cookie cutter approach. The way she does it is it really starts with us. Like in order to be the leader you want to be, you got to figure out who you are. And her four steps to good leadership is one, rumbling with vulnerability, two, living into our values, three, braving trust, and then four, learning to rise. And the way she defines uh, a leader is anyone at any level who takes responsibility for finding the potential in people and processes and has the courage to develop that potential. And so I was like, whoa, like that's powerful because every person that I hired in my business, they are clearly really good at what they do. Like I hired them for a reason, right? Because they could do it way better than I can. And so at that point in my life, I'm like, okay, so I don't have to have any of the answers. I don't have to know anything. I just need to invest so much time and energy into this person, into my team, like into the actual person, along with the processes that they are wanting to develop. And and like I said, it really started with me though. And so during those two days, we got really vulnerable of like who we are, what our insecurities are, what our weaknesses versus our strengths are. And it's often hard to look at ourselves and be like, okay, I'm actually really bad at this and I'm really good at this, right? It's super hard to do that. And I actually just did a keynote speech, as you guys know, and I talked a lot about this because as we know in the ag industry, like there's a lot of turmoil in terms of family farms and ranches are being sold because nobody can get along or environmentalists and stuff. It's just so, it's so mind boggling. And, but unless we're willing to look at ourselves and look at where we can improve and what our strengths and weaknesses are, and unless we're willing to ask good questions and let our guard down, right? And be self-aware, it's really hard to get anywhere. And so that's what I think about when I think about a good leader. Like I think, okay, they're self-aware. They are aware of their mindset, whether they have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, like they know where they're at. They are willing to have heard conversations with their team, with their clients, with their family members, and they're like, they're not a know-it-all either, right? And they just, they're just curious. There's just this different way of thinking when you are stepping into your leadership role. And I think it's really powerful when you can start to do this work because you figure out, okay, so the cave I'm fearful of entering actually holds the treasure I see. And so that's really where I started to learn about myself and like leadership is a complete tra- transformational experience for yourself. And that's where I believe like the best businesses are born. The best businesses are built is completely on the leadership aspect of that person and that business. Wow. I'm- yeah, I know. I'm just nodding wow. my head. <laughs> I love that you articulated all of that because I think it's so easy when we look back and see, oh, okay, this was the season in our business or our life. And oh, this is, okay, we, went, we couldn't have done this if we didn't have a growth mindset. Or, oh, yes, we were vulnerable, but we were brave. And that allowed us to step forward and dream even bigger, whatever that was. And I just, and we can't always put a, a finger on what that transformation is. And so that's just really interesting to me because I've never associated, because I obviously am sitting here thinking of our 23 years working together. And it's, I would never have described what we've gone through 
as deepening our our skill sets um, of leadership. But that's exactly what we've been doing. She sent me down a deep processing hole. I need to come back out and get back. I can see your eyes are staging. Yeah, because I'm just it just really sent me thinking. Which I'm sure as you're listening to this uh, podcast, you're gonna go, yeah, uh, and start. What a different way to look at it. Yeah. yeah so growth mindset. I heard you say curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerability. vulnerability. I, I think those are all very powerful words that if we can embrace them and embrace what they mean and actualize them in ourselves, then we get to step into leadership, right? So, But so much easier said than done, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially yeah. The, the vulnerability piece. That's huge. Yeah. And that's just it. It's you really leadership to me is just really taking a good look at who you are. And like this doesn't matter if you are trying to be a leader as a mother or you're trying to lead this business or you're trying to lead in your career. It doesn't really matter. So that was my whole keynote. It's three steps to becoming the leader of your own life because that's what it comes down to, right? And like I said, as I started to step into this leadership role, it helped me become a better mother because I was more self-aware. And as we know, having children, you've got to be self-aware because they're children. They don't, they don't know and they can frustrate us, but it's not their fault. And so having that self-awareness, I think is so, it's just helped me so much in motherhood and with my relationship with my husband. But it's just, it's often really hard too, because not everybody around you is going to support that. Not everybody's around you is going to support that growth oriented, the growth oriented things that you're doing and actions that you're taking. And because you do become a different person, you just do. And I've had several people in my family and my friends say, oh man, you've changed. And I'm like, I used to hate that when they said that. I'm like, I haven't changed, but in reality, I have changed. And I'm actually really happy about it. Because I'm much happier, I'm much healthier, and I'm not living in this insecurity, right? And so I'm finally stepping into the person I feel like I'm supposed to be. And so it's like really hard, but it's it's very transformational. And not only is it going to help you, it's going to help everyone around you, but it's a deep work and it is hard. And that's why not everybody's willing to do it. To do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So... What are some of the challenges that you see in the clients that you're coaching? Especially women. Yeah. Yeah. Ag and rural businesses where, yeah, where their leadership, where there's gaps, where they need to, as you said, step into some other ways of looking at things. (laughs) What are some of the common, yeah, what are some of the common gaps? Behaviors or beliefs. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of limiting beliefs that come up, right? As so... For example, this one client I'm working with, she's trying to grow her coffee shop and I obviously can see the potential in her coffee shop and I'm just so excited about it. But she's done the self-awareness work before she started working with me. So we were able to hit up the ground running, but she's like, I just worry a little bit about what I say and I don't want to hurt other people's feelings and I want to create this team culture in my business, but I'm nervous and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I think just her being able to say that out loud just completely changed the game, right? So it can be anywhere from limiting beliefs to I've had some clients who just refuse to look at what role they play in the situation that they're having frustrations with. So, for example, some of my clients, they've got team members and or clients that are frustrating them and they're not, they just want to fire them and get rid of them. And instead of Instead of stepping back and say, okay, what role do I play? They just start blaming and pointing the finger 
and not taking responsibility for some of the things that they've done. And and it's not easy to do, like I said, but that's often where it's really hard to make any progress if we're not willing to look and say, okay, what role do I play? And that question changed my life. So I started going to therapy about a year ago. And because I'm just like, I want to talk about these deeper conversations. And my poor husband, he just, he's, I can't talk about it anymore. Like I'm (laughs) dreading. And so I started going to therapy and I was talking to my therapist about this particular situation in my life where I'm like, I'm really frustrated with the person. They're X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. And she stops me and she says, what role do you play? And I'm like, what? What do you mean? I I never even thought about that question. And sometimes it's just obviously somebody pointing it out for one. But then two, are you willing to sit in that uncomfortableness of, ooh, maybe I do have a role here. And that's really difficult. Again, it's vulnerable because my tendency is to be a bull in a china shop. And I'm like, just get out of my way. If you're not going to do what, what I think you should do, then move or leave. Or, and that's that's just not good leadership for one. And two, you're going to continue to run into those into those challenges, right? Along with, I think, the other thing that people struggle with, especially with clients, is they don't get that support from around them. They're in this work, they're doing it, and it's super hard. And sometimes our families, they're just not going to understand because they're not on the same road path. And being able to get to a point where you can just accept that and not be mad at them for it or be annoyed with it, but being able to invest your time and energy into maybe a, a mentor or a group or a community such as the Trailblazer Co., that is where it's so important to have that community of to be able to lean on. Do you ever feel stuck in your life or like you're not completely aligned with your unique strengths and talents? Or maybe you want to do more and be more, but you just don't know how. We want to change that for you. We're going to help you explore the parts of you that are gutsy and resilient, the parts of you that have been shaped by your life experiences, the parts of you that want to live your life on purpose. Take the Discover Your Trailblazer Traits quiz today. It only takes three minutes. This quiz will show you how your unique combination of traits has helped to define how you see the world and your place in it. And here's the truth. We all have these traits, but we have them in greater or lesser degrees, which makes us all different. When you are certain about your unique value, then you can really shape the path you walk in your life. Take the Discover Your Traits quiz today and we'll help you forge a path that feels like coming home. Visit our website, www.trailblazerco.com forward slash traits dash quiz. That's T-R-A-I-T-S dash Q-U-I-Z. Or find us over on Instagram at trailblazerco and DM us the word traits quiz all together. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And so for women specifically, okay, so they're listening to this podcast and they're thinking, okay, yes, I'm becoming aware that I have some work to do in some different areas. What usually is your advice for first steps in committing to, to take that journey of, okay, what does self-leadership look like to me and, and what resources or where can I go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great question. And I, I love being able to have those first steps. So I think some of the first steps that you can take if you're like, oof. I need to dive into leadership a little bit because 
I want to, one, be able to grow my business, and I just want to be a better person for my family. If that's what you're thinking about, the first things you can do is just really start to give your mindset a good audit. For those of you who have never really heard of, mindset is simply the set of beliefs that you have about yourself and the world. So there's two different mindsets. There's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Or some people might say a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. And a fixed mindset is where you believe that your qualities are set in stone. There's no room for growth. There's no way to get better. The cards that you've been dealt, that, that mm. it's just the way it is. And it's just yeah. unfortunate. And so that's more of like a victim mindset too. And so people with a, a fixed mindset might say, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I'll never get there. Oh, it's just, I, I'm not going to be able to do it because I don't have X, Y, and Z or I don't have enough money. So the other side of that is a growth mindset. So a growth mindset is somebody who believes that their qualities are not set in stone. If they get better, they can grow. They can, for example, when I first started my business, I was like, oh, I posted all week and I haven't landed a sale. I must not be good enough. Like I must, I should probably just go back to my nine to five. And somebody said one time, it must've been one of my coaches where she's like, so you've only tried a week and you're going to give up. And that really hit me like, oh, wow. So maybe I should just keep trying and see what happens, right? That At that point, I have incorporated a growth mindset. So auditing your mindset along with becoming self-aware, I always like to use the Enneagram. The Enneagram is just a personality test. I make all my clients take it though. Because uh, when you read the Enneagram report after you take the test and you can go to I think it just go to your Enneagram coach. I think just Google it and you can find the free test. But when you read the report after you, they've shown you your Enneagram type, it's very undeniable that this is you. I felt very exposed. I'm like, holy crap. First off, there's other people out there like me. Like, okay, that's cool. I thought it was weird. And two, like, wow, this is totally me. It almost takes, allows you to step outside of your body and look at yourself like a third person point of view. And super, super powerful. So those are the two things that I like to start with. And then really just asking yourself, who am I? Who am I? Start writing down things that you feel like define you. And because it starts here, like you've got to become this person that you want to be before we can do anything else. Those are the three things I like to start with when people are, who am I? And how do I become this leader? Just beginning to open the book on this. I think that's great that those are tangible ways to start. Do you mind me asking? So I, you did a post on Instagram a couple of days ago and you had two columns and they were actions that you can take. And I'm pretty sure, was it with a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset? Do you remember? Could, you, could we go there for a little bit? Because it was so powerful. And a couple of those, I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> When I'm making a decision, it's an, it's from a scarcity mindset versus the abundance. Because I'm sure working with women too, the thing is we show up with so much heart and emotion and passion with what we're doing. And that can be great and positive and incite growth, but it can also hinder us in the sense that we might not feel completely confident and we might have imposter syndrome and there's all these things. There's just more levels to who we are and how we show up in our business. I just loved that post. <laughs> yes, I was just looking for it. And it was the two columns that she was talking about was this a six-figure business owner. Okay, let me back up. The post was how to think like a six-figure business owner. 
And okay. I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the so, one I saw yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. one column says six-figure business owner, and then the other column says business owner. And this is really where when my clients got, when they have a solid like foundation in their business and they understand systems and processes and they understand marketing and all the different things that are required to grow a business. This is where I like to challenge them a little bit to in order for them to get to that six figure mark. And so, for example, I'm looking at the first one here and it says a six figure business owner will pay for subscriptions or pro accounts, right, for these different tech accounts because they know it's going to automate their life or their business or different things versus a business owner. They're just going to try to get everything for free because things are too Every time they have to go pay for something, it's too expensive. They think it's too expensive and I don't want to pay for it. And this was me. Like I'm talking to myself four years ago, right? I tried to get everything for free. I didn't want to pay for anything. It's too expensive. And it's that fixed mindset of or, or that scarcity mindset of I'm not willing to give up $20 a month in order to save five hours of my life. That's the difference of the six-figure business owner versus the business owner. And it really starts to hit you, like you said, wow, that's some of these things that's so true because because sometimes you don't think about, right? Especially when you're in these growth phases, you're just like, I don't want to have to pay for the pro account. And then that's where I come in and I start to challenge your mindset. Hey, what's your time worth, right? Because as a business owner, your time is so limited. It's so finite. And we have to, in order to keep growing, we've got to figure out different systems and processes and utilize technology so you can automate and delegate or delete because the biggest bottleneck that I see in businesses is the business owner because they're not willing to give up a few dollars. This was me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And another big one that I really like that I had to really figure out was asking for help. So (laughs) a six-figure business owner asks for help in their life and, and business and delegates regularly. Whereas the business owner, they might say, if you want it done right, do it yourself. And this was me. And where it really slapped me in the face was when I had my first child. And I was like, I'm good. I don't need any help. And I actually went into the baby blues a little bit. And my mental health was tanking. And that's when my husband's like, you, you are going to ask for help. And see, this is the type eight Enneagram in me. And so... I finally realized, okay, I've got to change my mindset on asking for help. And the reason I didn't want to ask for help is because it's vulnerable. And so it all goes back to, okay, I'm a type eight Enneagram. I don't like vulnerability. That's why I don't want to ask for help. I think I could do it all myself. And when I started to delegate and, and ask for help, my business blew up. And that's why it's continuing to grow consistently. And I'm very self-aware as to when I become the bottleneck in the business, because that's when revenue starts to decline and things just become stagnant. It's not only asking for help in your business, but also in your life. Like I also have a house cleaner now, like anything I can automate or delegate, I'm doing it. (laughs) it. So those are some of the examples. I love everything that you're saying. And I think it's, I'm sitting here too, looking back on our journey, even the last three years with Trailblazer, 
in a business, you've got time. We've all got time. And so we put in the time, we, ha- we operate lean to grow what we need to go. And then we get the legs under us, we get a foundation. And then all of a sudden it shifts and it's like, oh my God, I've got to now buy back my time. And that's where we are in our business. We're in the process. Like you said, we've got processes set up that are giving us back our time. And now it's all about the shift in your mind when you finally realize what your time is worth. An hour of my time versus hiring someone who's probably a thousand percent better at doing it for me. And that allows us to do the bigger things in our business that are actually going to push the needle. So I absolutely agree. And I think it's exciting to think about that, that we're in that place three years in with Trailblazer, that we are in the process of buying back our time to, to do the bigger things in our business. And yeah, that feels good. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't it? It's so exciting to me. Like when you get to that point where your business is starting to get some traction and you're starting to make some profit or you're almost there or whatever, it's like almost that's that's what gets so exciting to me when I can start to delegate or when we can start to invest into. I love investing in my business. I love being like, here's $10,000 because I can't wait to learn. And being able to do that is fun. That's when things start to just change. And like you said, your mindset starts to change and you realize, okay, I can hire somebody to do it way better than me, way faster. And it's going to allow me to get my time back. That's exactly what we're doing. We're not hiring people to grow our business. We're hiring people to buy back our time so we can grow the business. And that was a big thing that clicked for me. And so now we have to be very self-aware of when we start to become the bottleneck. We have to be very self-aware as to what our strengths actually are. And so I love being in the Enneagram, like I said, and doing the Clifton Strengths Finders test because after I've done the Clifton Strengths Finders test, it was like execution theme. I love executing. So I was like, oh, that's why I'm easy to pull the trigger and do all the things like all at once. And so I probably need to bring that back a little bit. It's like, The greatest predictor of success has nothing to do with money, materialistic things, or anything that you think it would be. It's everything to do with how self-aware you are. And when I realized that, I'm like, oh boy, this is crazy. And it also empowered me to be like, I can do anything. Literally, if I want to make a million dollars, I'm going to be able to do it. And because I'm going to do the work on myself. So it's super exciting. And I just, as you can tell, I get all giddy about it. I love it. I love it, Allie. Okay, if you were to look back and look at and say something to the Allie four years ago, five years ago, before you started your journey with entrepreneurship, what would you tell her? That's a good question. I would tell her that you can do anything. There isn't anything in this world that you can't do. It's what you're willing to do to get there. It's what you're willing to do to sacrifice to get there. Like I said, it's really hard to become this person, but Because I remember starting my business and I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to make $50,000. Like it's people around you are like, ah, you should probably stay at your nine to five. My nine to five was paying me like 36 grand. And they're like, that's it. That's a really good wage. Like you, you work in the great County. You shouldn't give that up. And something in the back of my mind was like, I I want more. I don't think I could stay here for 30 years. I just don't think I can do it. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I listened to that gut instinct, that little voice in the back of my head. If you have a voice in the back of your head and you're like, I think I can do this. I think I can create financial security or generational wealth with this business. Just keep listening to that and just 
just start taking action. You're going to figure it out no matter what, but don't play small because everybody in this world has something to contribute. And it's super, super exciting when they start to bring that to life. That's something I would tell myself way back when. Oh, I really That's like so that. That's so good. I, I, yeah, really like that. I get goosebumps. That's a hard question. You, you answered that so well on the spot. <laughs> so tell us all the ways that you work with your clients. If someone wants to get in touch with you, where are you online? All the good stuff. Yeah. So I'm all I'm on Instagram a lot. I love Instagram. So Allie Robbins, one, A-L-Y-R-O-B-I-N-S. And then the number one, I wish I could just have Allie Robbins, but somebody already took that. Oh, there's another Allie Robbins out there. I'm on Instagram and you can also go to my website, AllieRobbins.com. I also am in the middle of launching my new group or not new. And this will be the fourth round of my group coaching program, Rural Business Accelerator. So this is for those who are service providers in the ag or rural industry. Like you don't have to be working in ag, but you are familiar, like you're familiar with agriculture. It's for kind of these rural businesses. So if you're a service provider and you're wanting to reach your first 50 or $100,000, this is for you. This is a six-month group coaching program where we dive into all the things in the article, leadership, your offer, marketing and sales, and business management. It's helping you get the legs under your business so you can make more money, land consistent sales, and have more freedom in your life. That's what I'm like big about. So that's for, that's my group coaching program. I also have uh, obviously one-on-one coaching. If you're really looking to do deeper work and you want just all my attention, not a group coaching program, then one-on-one coaching is for you. I have spots available going into 2024. And so just reach out to me. You can book a call on my website or if you want to just talk on Instagram. I would absolutely love to chat more because like I believe so every single person that every single client or every single business that comes to me and says, I have this idea. There hasn't been one business that I'm like, that's a terrible idea. I've never once said that because some people are like, I just don't know if this is a good idea. It's a good idea. And you just need to get more of the business tactics and strategies in place. And Yeah. yeah, like a lot of my clients are really good at doing what they do, whether it's painting or it's coaching. I help them with the business side so they can actually monetize it and make money from it. Excellent. Which is what we all want to yeah. do. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. This was, I feel energized. Your energy is just coming yeah. through on the screen. So. You are spunky. <laughs> And I just want to give your article a plug to you in our winter 2023 issue 13. Such a fantastic article. I just finished the layout. It looks so good. I can't wait for you to hold it in your hands. (laughs) And then we'll be bringing you into the membership too, to actually be teaching the how to our members, our real women. So Ellie, thank you for coming on the Trailblazer podcast. I know this isn't goodbye. It's a see you later. Yeah. (laughs) The next touch point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have another one real soon here. (laughs) But yeah. Awesome. Thank you for... Not just talking about the topic of leadership, but actually digging in and some definitions and some steps and everything. Because so often we hear of things bantied around out there, and but we don't have our, a place to hang our okay. hat. And I, you gave us some really good things to think about that are real and tangible. Tangible and, takeaways. And I yeah. love that you position self-awareness to be out front there because that's the we that's talk about the, that. That's it's the ground we stand on. It's the center. It's yeah. the center. And of we don't live in a world where young people are brought up with a deeper self-awareness because the schools don't have the capacity 
to take us there. And unless we choose that in our adulthood, we may never really look at who we are. So thank you for that too, because I hope for anyone listening who's wondering why they're stuck or why they can't move, that they probably just need to look inwards and figure some things out. So thanks for the Enneagram advice as well. So yeah, really enjoyable to chat with you today. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so appreciative of this because I, I just love it, right? I love being able to have these basic conversations because that's what it is. It's every time I feel stuck in my life or I'm frustrated or I'm like mad or annoyed, I've gotten to the point where I can look within. Like I used to just be blaming and pointing the finger. And now I'm to a point where I can finally be like, okay, Allie, take a minute, just go outside and ask. I always ask myself, what role did I play? Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, self awareness. I'm, I hope to teach my son that. I hope to teach everyone around me because that's where it begins. And that's yeah. where, uh, yeah, like we don't necessarily have that in our leadership roles in our country or in even our, our communities. But I feel like this is where it yeah. starts. And so if you can start with yourself, then you can go outward. But like you said, sometimes it's easy for people to just say, oh, you need better leadership. But it's, what does that even mean? What does that even look like? So... Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on. And yes, this isn't goodbye. This is a see you later. All right. (laughs) Thank you. We're thrilled to introduce you to a remarkable rural mother and daughter business duo, Tanya and Stephanie of Gathered Wellness. They're empowering families with a natural, effective alternative right when you need it most. They've created something truly special. Elderberry packets delivered straight to your door. These packets contain ingredients for an easy-to-prepare syrup that stays fresh in your fridge for up to six to eight weeks, making wellness a breeze. But what's the magic ingredient? Elderberries. It's a natural remedy that can help strengthen your immune system and boost your overall health. Inside these packets, you'll find organic elderberries and a special blend of organic spices and herbs, all carefully selected for their immune-boosting properties. It's like a wellness potion in a packet. But remember, always consult your physician and do your research to make the best informed decision for your health and wellness. Tanya and Stephanie hope that each packet really brings your family together in wellness. Are you ready to embark on your journey to a healthier, happier family? View these products in our 2023 digital gift guide at www.shoppingguide.trailblazerco.com or visit their website at www.gathered-wellness.com to order your elderberry packets. You did it. You just finished another episode of the Trailblazer podcast. We love bringing you real life stories and know-how from rural women. Head over to our website, www.trailblazerco.com for today's show notes with all the links and special offers from today's sponsors. Want to help us grow? Tag us and screenshot this episode or share your takeaways in the comments over on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to see you over there. So this is Jan and Erin signing off. See See you you next time, Trailblazers. Trailblazers.